see somebody in distress, what do you do first? Well, let's talk about that in terms of assessing the situation. You know, what do you do when you recognize that somebody's in distress? Well, one thing that's really important first, right, is to make sure that it isn't a high-risk situation or the person is not a danger to themselves or others. So if they're brandishing a weapon or whatnot, then you call 911 and handle it that way. What we're going to be talking about, right, we're going to be talking about, you know, someone you care about or a good friend who needs support and help and how to identify what those signs are. Right. We're not focusing on high-risk situations here. So let's just let's just think about that for a minute. We got a situation where somebody's distressed. What might that look like? Like when you're seeing somebody that's distressed, well, what, what kinds of things do you look for, Jerry? Well, you know, I'm thinking about um, all kinds of examples. Like there's the immediate presentation, mm-hmm. right? If I notice that, you know, someone that I, I care about or a good friend is... You know, maybe they're not sleeping well or they're not taking good care of themselves in some way. You know, you're talking about weight gain or weight loss or or maybe they're just they, they used to take good. They were had good hygiene and, and all of a sudden they're dressing completely differently. They're not eating, you know, changes in their speech, like things like that. Obviously, I can notice, especially things like lack of energy, you know, um, not being motivated to do the things they used to like to do. Yeah. Can you think of an example where you've ever experienced some distress? Yeah. So I got one that comes to mind. So when I was in graduate school, it was my third year of graduate school, I had to take a theoretical statistics class over at the graduate class in the math department because I was interested in statistics. And I got a 44 on the first midterm. 44 wow. out of 100. That's hard yep. to believe, Peter. Yep. Yep. So, <laughs> and that was a big deal because... Um, I wanted to uh, be an applied statistician. I wasn't sure about this clinical psychology business. Uh, and, uh, and so I thought, all right, you know, I'll, if I don't pass this class, I can't do that. So I might be like done with that program. So, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of low mood. You know, I had um, desires to eat things, you know, like going to the chocolate and things like that. Um, you know, so yeah, there were definitely signs about the distress at that point. And so was there anything that helped you? Yeah, there were a couple of students in the class that were with me um, and that were friends of mine, acquaintances of mine. And they recognized it because we all kind of talked about the test and they knew. They, they knew. could see it in you. They could see something. it in me. And I could also tell them. You know, I was like, yeah. this is bad. Right. You know, like I, I basically kind of just told them. Sometimes people just tell you, yeah. you know, that they're distressed. Like, I'm having a lot of trouble. And I'm basically... They didn't have a hard time figuring it out. 44 at the top of the paper. That's not hard to figure out that that's a bad situation. You right. know? So, and that would stress me out. So. But that seemed like something that was a shorter term stressor that you got through. Right, right. You know, I, I can think of a lot of cases of husbands maybe or wives for that matter where, where their spouse is, is, is in a longer term distress. Mm-hmm. So they see that those patterns. You know, maybe there's an increase in alcohol use or they're, they're maybe even there's self-harm or, or there's just something, you know, where there's crying a lot, excessive crying all the time or, or just, you know, and, and I, I see that a lot actually in, in a lot of couples that I've worked with mm-hmm. and, and say a husband, like, let's say the husband's name is, let's say Frank, Frank and uh, wife is Annette. All right. Frank, Frank and Annette. And, and I'm thinking, you know, Frank. He's a good guy. He goes to work every day, and you know, you know, they've got a couple of kids. But maybe his wife recently had something disturbing happening. Like maybe for Annette, maybe it was a miscarriage. Okay, right? big deal for Annette. 
Yeah, well, for both deal. of them, well, but it know, hit and yeah. that very, very especially but, hard. Yeah, yeah, but it affects in different ways, and Frank may yeah. not be maybe immediately dialed into what's going on with Annette. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like Annette, suddenly she used to play tennis. She used to have friends over. She used to do these things, and all of a sudden, she's not interested in doing them anymore. He sees that she's a lot more anxious every day when she's doing her regular activities, um, and she's maybe even complaining of always feeling tired and feeling stiff and feeling muscle cramps and things like that. And really, Frank doesn't know what to do. He right. feels like maybe everything he might try to do or he's, you know, just isn't working. She's right. not getting better. Right. So that's distressing, I think, for, for Frank. Like, so I think Frank needs to, to figure out you know, how he can help her and assess his own situation, like check himself mm-hmm. to be able to then kind of know how to talk to her, know how to support her. Right. Rather than jump into fixing too quickly. Right. 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 Because we also see maybe Frank has been taking on a little bit more care of the kids while she's been in distress. Well, he doesn't have her as present, right? Right. And if he relied on her for emotional support, that may not be there when she's distressed, right? It's not uncommon for people to get a little more emotionally withdrawn when they're Right. So what what would Frank do to help himself, say, physically, first of all, to kind of... You yeah, know. so let's say he's going in to talk with her. Yeah. Let's say that he's about to talk with her. He gets home from work, right? They've right. got a chance. The kids are not back from swim lessons yet. So right. let's just, what would that look like? So so for Frank, you know, I would recommend, hey, Frank, you know, check in with yourself first. Just see if there's anything going on inside you in that moment that would make it harder for you to uh, be available to understand what's going on within that. So, so for me, you know, like I would check my tells, right? I have that bouncing right. knee tell, you oh, know, right. if that's going, you know, that's mm-hmm. something I know about myself. I want to, I want to kind of see what's going on with me with that, right? Or a jaw clinch, you know, we talked about those tells in the, Taking in a previous, those deep breaths. Taking those breaths. I'm going to take a breath. Yeah. You know, and if yeah. he has something in his background, right? Mm-hmm. The triggers, we, we mentioned that in a previous module but you know maybe he's got issues that go back to his mom or something where you know he didn't know what to do when his mom was depressed or something Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden his wife is and so it's really important to at least be aware of that to start off with and and help remind you know he needs to remind himself this is a new situation and right and and so on and maybe he needs to get some additional support himself right but there's also spiritual things that frank can do right Right. What would you suggest? So there? you know, in the spiritual things, you know, remember that, and this can be hard sometimes. But see if you can hold on to that. God loves you, right, in that moment, and that He wants psychological well-being. He wants emotional well-being for 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 Annette and for and for him. You know, and for Frank as well. So, so to to just remember that His love is present and that He wants to be able to work with you as you're helping somebody else. So Frank, you know, if Frank can get in touch with that, yeah. it, it actually helps to downregulate a lot of anxiety, you know, kind of connect again there. So, so another way to say down, down, uh, down regulate, regulate would be to just calm down, calm, yeah, calm down, yeah. get to a calm right. place. Um, you know, that might allow you to, you know, add it, say a few prayers perhaps right. and, and get to a place, you know, and then there's that figuring out where is he with Annette in that moment? Right. How can, what you know, are they in a good enough place for him to approach her? Right. And that then leads us to our next module, which is about listening. 
Right. And that's going to be a really important module too. So I really invite you to come on back when we get that one out. And, you know, remember, let us know. Give us your comments. You know, Jerry and I are learning how to do this, you know, so we definitely want to be in, in connection with what's helpful to you as well. So, yeah, definitely. All right. Thank see you then. Thank you.